Pop Punk and Pizza podcast is presented by Pop Punk Takeout, which is a monthly subscription box filled with merchandise from pop punk artists from all over the world. Uh, and they're well into the sales of their first pizza box, which features Keep Flying 408, Cities Never Sleep, and Brave Weather. And we have partnered with them to give one lucky winner their July box absolutely free. So this box features vinyl, t-shirts, stickers, and more. And you can enter this giveaway on our Instagram at poppunkpizzapod. And the giveaway is going to end this Friday, June 18th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And the winner is going to be contacted via direct message on Instagram. And just so you know, this giveaway is not associated, sponsored, endorsed, or administered by Instagram. And I'm sorry, but uh, the giveaway does not include pizza as well so sorry we'll uh we'll do another pizza giveaway at, at some point and then additional support for this podcast uh does come from sex drugs and emo heartbreak anxiety and depression it's all the things you're going to find in our sponsor which is rock bottom at the renaissance and emo kids journey through falling in and out of love in and with new york city it's the best-selling mixtape memoir about struggling with mental illness and the power that pop punk and emo can have to help you get through it. So Rock Bottom at the Renaissance isn't just an audio book. It's an audio experience starring Tyler Posey and featuring a 20-song soundtrack that includes two Jimmy World recordings you can't hear anywhere else. And obviously songs from Dashboard Confessional, Mayday Parade, the, uh, the Wonder Years, Bayside, Alkaline Trio, and more. Stay tuned for a clip later in the episode. And for links to find it at your favorite place to buy books, ebooks, or audiobooks, go to rockbottombook.com. And I definitely suggest getting the audiobook on Audible to hear the way Tyler Posey puts himself into the story and to feel the way the 20 song soundtrack will put you into the story. So if you think you're weird because you find a way to relate to like every single song you hear or because you play a song on repeat because you're sure that they specifically wrote this for you, then Rock Bottom at the Renaissance and Emo Kid's Journey Through Falling In and Out of Love in and with New York City isn't just for you, it's about you. Get more info at rockbottombook.com. Pop Punk and Pizza with Jacques Lamour. All right, hello and welcome to Pop Punk and Pizza. I'm, of course, Jacques Lamour, your host. It is so great to have you here. Thank you for joining our live stream or downloading this podcast later on on your favorite podcast platform. It's uh, truly a pleasure to do this with you each and every week. And uh, I'm pretty excited about tonight's guests because they're a band that I've wanted to have on the podcast for a long time now, and the stars just never aligned until now. So I'm excited to uh, later on be welcoming keep flying onto the show which is a band it has an interesting super interesting sound in my opinion they they take skate punk like 90s skate punk for instance then they take modern 
pop punk and emo. They mix those two together and then they throw horns on that sound. And it's just absolutely incredible. So we'll be talking to them later on. Uh, but first, before we do, uh, the the first guest we're going to talk to before we get to Keep Flying is actually someone who's been on the podcast before, but it was a long time ago, uh, back early on in 2017. Uh, he was originally on episode 23, talking about his band Above the Mendoza. But uh, now Mendoza, as far as I know, is not together anymore. We'll get into that when uh, he gets on. But uh, now, uh, Pete Long is is his name, and he now has a band called uh, My Girlfriend's Cousin's House. So let's uh, welcome Pete Long to the show. Whoops, that was the wrong one. My bad. Oh, my gosh. No, seriously, that sounded like it was planned, but it actually wasn't. I literally did not mean to hit the fart button. My God. Jeez. I almost believe you. <laughs> no, seriously, I have no idea what the what the hell happened there. I meant to hit my applause, but... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Pete, it's it's so great to talk to you again, man. And we figured out what it, it was 2017, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, I was like working the Warp Tour at the time, um, like for uh, my friend Jake Langley had a record label, and I was working it and was driving home from Florida. So it was like the middle of July on a 24 almost hour drive home that I was talking to you last time. So. I completely forgot about the Jake part, though. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> I just remember. Uh, weren't you promoting above the Mendoza though on the tour as well, besides working for Jake? Yeah. So I was working for Jake, like selling CDs and shirts. And then I was also selling above the Mendoza CDs at the lines and like kind of with the sampler that Jake was selling. And then I was on my way home from the warp tour to then immediately leave like two days later on an above the Mendoza tour. So I think that's Mm -hmm. where the crossover was, but yeah, it was, uh, it's been a while. So, Kyle says that wasn't the soundboard. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, what was the name of Jake's label? That's what I was trying to think of. It's called Pass Along Knowledge Yourself, P-A-K-Y. Is that still around? I don't think so. Um, I don't... Cause, I know, like, Handguns was doing some stuff, and Jake was doing that with Handguns, and then he's... Uh, I haven't seen too much music-related Um social media posts or anything and haven't heard from him about music. So I'm not sure if it's still going on. I know Zach, who was like one of the other owners of that label, he is in a new band called Bud KY and they just put out a music video a week or two ago. And they actually own a record store in Kentucky where they're from. So, Oh, that's cool. So they're still like pushing along music, just not in the um, P-A-K-Y kind of atmosphere. Gotcha. Yeah. I, uh, now, now it's all coming back to me. I really wanted to listen to that episode before we got on just to kind of like relive that moment. But I remember when you first emailed me about getting your new band, my cousin's, uh, girlfriend's house, um, or my girlfriend's cousins. Wait, no, wait. it is my cousin's girlfriend's house. Okay. Yeah. I'm, 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 it is. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I do remember you were driving from what Florida, right? During the recording of that episode. Yeah, I was. It was literally like the last hour or t- last two hours of my drive. That was a twenty-four hour straight through the night. Like had to get back home to practice for the Above the Mendoza tour. So I was. You were keeping me awake at that point. I think we. I remember about, that, like, it dude. Was, it was so hot, and our van didn't have air conditioning. So yes, like, see, that's awake. that's the worst. And I I remember. 
those those last few hours are always the worst of those really, really long drives. Always. I remember coming home from uh, my uh, original band I was in, The Projection. I remember coming home from our very first tour and literally having to stop. I was like falling asleep at the wheel. And I think the only thing that worked at the time was like a a big monster energy drink, which I'm not like a fan of energy drinks, but like I had to, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Like at that point, coffee doesn't even work. Like I could drinking coffee and it's like, well, hot ice, whatever it is, it's just not doing the trick. Like windows open sometimes works late at night, but when it's July and hot out, like not even that works. So it's kind Mm -hmm. of just like you have got to power through and, yeah, even the five-hour energy uh, shots, th- those didn't do it for me either. Yeah, like only the first, there was something about the monster, you know. So, um, sorry, I was looking at, uh, I was trying to look at some of these comments here. Um, so, what happened to Above the Mendoza? Obviously, the last time you were on, that you were, I, I just remember you were in that band with your older brother, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it was my older brother and then a few other members. And essentially what happened is just everybody had new things in life. My brother got married and uh, oh, congratulations another, to know, him. I think everybody in the band, except for myself and the other lead singer got married. And then the <laughs> other lead singer went on to uh, pursue acting and actually was acting on a Disney cruise before the whole pandemic happened. So all killing it in the facets of life that, um, you know, they're pursuing, but just uh, yeah. kind of, not enough time to focus on above the windows as much as we would have liked to. And then I ended up taking a job in North Carolina, uh, which was ultimately what kind of led to our official, you know, end just cause I was so far away. And then by the time I got back, everybody was on their own kind of doing their own thing. So what did you do in uh, North Carolina? What was your job? I was working for a girls golf tour. It was like a junior travel golf tour and I was doing communication. So like, social media photo video and stuff i went to school for that kind of stuff so it was like i hit that point where you know i graduated college and i didn't know what i wanted to do i really wanted to pursue music but at the same time had to make a choice and at that time i just decided to move to north carolina and do this and uh, it was a lot of working long weekends and a lot of traveling and essentially for a year i put my guitar down and was trying to forget music and kind of put that past and uh it was a good learning experience and all but you know (laughs) you you learned that uh music is who you are uh, yeah i'm pretty quickly i'm not laughing at you i'm just (laughs) laughing at that whole thing because it just it never happens you know like because i've done it myself i think i've done it a couple times you know um at this point and you're just like yeah i'm just gonna i'm gonna completely forget about that and we're just gonna you know focus on this thing Exactly. And I have that kind of like the DIY drive of putting together a band and all that promoting. It's like it is your life. So I have that kind of dedication and I needed a new avenue. So I for a short period of time, I was trying to be a sports writer. So I was doing like sports blogs. I had a sports podcast and I was like, I'm sports guy. I'm not music guy anymore. But like, I just it, that sounds you know, so unlike you. I don't I don't know you super well, but it just no, it was it was a, it was a tough period of time where I was trying to figure out what you know, my purpose was and, uh-huh. you know, society can tend to push you towards getting, you know, a job in your field. And I kind of succumbed to that pressure, but yeah. what ended up kind of cracking the, you are a musical person, please get back to that was sad summer fest was held in Atlanta, uh, Georgia, which was like a six hour drive. And I just drove down myself and did the two day, it was two days. 
And the Wonder Years are my favorite band. So once I kind of saw their set and got into it, I was like, the hell am I doing, man? I got to I gotta get back to that. This That's where like my heart lies. So moved back up to Philly and here we are now, finally back into music. And that would have been the summer of 19, right? Yes. Yes. Because that was like right at the tail end of my time. So I like knew I was moving back to Philly, but I hadn't okay. rekindled the love for music until mm-hmm. I saw the Wonder Years. And I was like, why did I stop writing songs? Why did I put my guitar away and try like, no, I don't want to be a sports reporter. I want to play music. And yeah. I'm just glad I came to that realization before it was even later. And I would, you know, be regretting not having that time playing music. I love the fact that it was a Philly based band too. Oh yeah. That you you know, watched and you're, you're like, what am I doing? You know, like, it's what? exactly what it was like. The the whole state champs was there too. Like all the pop right. punk bands that were playing, I was like, oh my god, this is everything that I've been missing. Yeah, stand it, what? Stand Atlantic played. Stand uh, Atlantic. Um, the the main. I was gonna say uh, main played parade, and it was a two day thing. So like, I think. The oh, it was two days. Uh, yeah, down in Atlanta, there. that was the first wow. day of it. So it's like, okay, at that point, it was just like. I don't know. The Wonder Years, every time I see them, I go absolutely insane. They're the one oh, yeah. band that like... They got so much energy. Oh my God. Every <laughs> time I see them, yeah, I could see them as many times and it never gets old. So it was like, it's fitting that that's what got me back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> someone's telling you that the Sixers are Thank up you. 38 to 21. Nate. That's my friend, Nate. Uh, we watched <laughs> the game on Monday together. It didn't go well. Uh, but good to know they're winning now. Um, thanks for watching, Nate. And let's hope they don't blow it again. <laughs> so this is this is uh, how much of a sports guy I am. I just want to make sure Sixers is basketball, right? Yes. Okay. See. No. <laughs> so it's um, better not to be a sports guy because it doesn't like your heart doesn't get attached to something that can be ripped out so easily. Like bands uh, don't let you down, but your sports teams let you down. Yeah. Well, let's talk about real quick. Um, my cousin's girlfriend's house. Um, that name is utterly ridiculous and it fits right into pop punk. And, you know, above the Mendoza wasn't like a serious band, Mm -hmm. but as far as like the tone of the band, when I say serious, that's what I mean. Um, but like my cousin's girlfriend's house is like totally more on the like silly scale, Let's have fun. It's a little cheesy, a little corny, but see, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I mean that in a good way because I like stuff like that, you know, and there hasn't, there hasn't been a lot of that in Mm -hmm. pop punk lately. I feel like it's more of the, a little more on the, the serious tone, not like, not necessarily super serious, but not as goofy. Uh, not there's, there hasn't been, I haven't seen as much goofy pop punk i guess i think the only other thing that i can think of that's been super goofy is i can't remember the name of the band now but they they put out that song uh singing about how their mom is on only fans now i can't remember the 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 band um i can't think of it do, do you, have you heard that song yeah i can't think um it. i can't it, it doesn't beside the point but <laughs> anyway um so you put out your debut ep not that long ago and is it e or is and- it m it's MCGH, so it okay. is our MCGH, but we spelled it out. Um, yeah, you. Sp- that's what I was like. I think it's MCGH. I, I was like, I think that's what it is. That's the point of the band is just to confuse everybody and make <laughs> nobody want to listen to music because the name and the album and everything and the song titles are people's names and dogs' names, so it's all over the place. But, uh, you know, I like that you 
brought up that it's like silly and i think like when i came back and and it was me brian and andrew got together we were all in different bands we decided to jam and it was just like a jam for fun and that's like how my cousin's girlfriend's house came up it was in a conversation um and i think really like we like to have fun and like being in a band is fun for us so like it's all genuine we just enjoy you know being silly like that and that's kind of our personalities like really dry humor so that's kind of what comes off in the in social media posts and like any videos and stuff but uh, i think for this ep it was it was definitely like a re-intro to music for me and for all of us you know learning to play together so some of the songs um are a little you know poppier that was definitely what we were going for at first but definitely in the newer stuff we're working on it's like want to keep that light-hearted vibe in terms of like having fun but the song content has definitely gotten a little bit darker and even like the music has gotten a little bit heavier. Oh, okay. We'll see what, like those songs aren't all fleshed (laughs) out yet. So we'll see, but yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, always kind of trying to float that line between too serious and too fun. Right. It's like finding the right balance. Well, the second, uh, you know, release the second EP, from an, after the debut, it's always got to be a little darker. Edgy. You know, <laughs> there's we got to get our punk cred. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about that. With with uh, it, I don't think bands do it necessarily on purpose. Maybe sometimes, but it just seems like a stereotype. It's that second release that's always like on the darker or more serious end. You um, you're a true artist, you know. Yeah, you got well. You gotta right. You gotta. <laughs> you got to put out, uh, you know, all the the different like, look, we can do this, too, which is totally fine. Uh, that's great. Um, but the the first song on the EP is called Too Late Tom, and it's referencing Tom from MySpace. And it's almost like uh, just from the lyrics, uh, the content, it's like you're trying to go to sleep at night. But the thought of like, w- like what happened to tom and myspace like how did it disappear and it's like that whole thought of like huh i wonder what happened it's like keeping you up at night and i love that yeah it was literally (laughs) just like i you know i have trouble sleeping so a lot of times i am up in the night thinking about stuff that i'd rather be sleeping than thinking about but Uh on that particular night it was thinking about myspace and like wow all these different social media platforms whatever so like that line came from just being up at you know 4 a.m. thinking about where did MySpace go wrong? <laughs> Brittany says, R. never R. forget R.I.P. I don't think he's dead, but you know, obviously MySpace still exists. It's just not in the forefront like it was. In the glory days. Tom, here we go. Tom was Zuckerberg in a mask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is what Kyle says. That's great. Um, <clears throat> so I think we should go ahead and uh, play... Uh, the music video and the song for everyone to watch and listen to. Um, and uh, then we'll, uh, we'll eventually in a couple minutes, we'll bring on uh, keep flying. So what is uh, Pete, what is the best way for people to get a hold or uh, get a hold of my cousin's girlfriend's house? All the social medias uh, at my cousin's girlfriend's house, except for Twitter, it's cousin's GF's house because they have a character limit, so we weren't able to hit that. And then we have a YouTube, <laughs> yeah, it's a little long, <laughs> right? We have to work on that. But yeah, uh, that's what she a, said. YouTube. <laughs> we got a YouTube, and then uh, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you stream, and of course Bandcamp if you want, if you prefer that medium. But music is out, and uh, have some more content coming out in the coming days. But 
just want to thanks for having me on and uh the other guys who couldn't be here also would like to thank you and we appreciate what you're doing for pop punk man thank you no thanks for uh hitting me up again i'm glad we could reconnect and uh you know i see you grown a beard now so you got that going for you too you know it's so. coming off soon don't worry it's too itchy but that's the only <laughs> only way to be certified pop punk right yeah especially if you're a fan of the wonder years you know oh yeah got so all right well pete thank you for being with us and uh we are going to uh watch and listen to my cousin's girlfriend's house uh too late uh tom right did it yeah too late i was second guessing myself there <laughs> but yeah take care pete yeah, thanks. Go 
Okay, my cousin's girlfriend's house with uh, <laughs> too late, Tom. I th- I don't know if we'll ever really know what happened to MySpace. Um, once again, uh, I've got to remind you uh, real quick about our wonderful title sponsor uh, this year, Pop Punk Takeout. Uh, we are currently doing an Instagram giveaway. Uh, they're, they're well into their sale of their very first pizza box, which is featuring Keep Flying, who we're going to talk to here in a couple minutes. And then uh, it also, also features 408, Cities Never Sleep, and Brave Weather. And uh, so we've partnered with them to give one lucky winner their July box for absolutely free. And this box features vinyl, T-shirts, stickers, and more. And you can enter the giveaway on our Instagram at poppunkpizzapod. The giveaway is going to end this Friday, June 18th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Winner will be contacted via direct message on Instagram. And uh, giveaway is not associated, sponsored, endorsed, or administered by Instagram. And additional support for this episode also comes from... Uh, my good friend Mike Henneberger, he wrote this amazing mixtape memoir that uh, Tyler Posey narrates, and we're going to play a clip of that for you right now. The fear was catching up with me. Fuck that. It's caught up with me. The extra Adderall that I took on top of the extra Adderall that I took earlier today might have something to do with that. I keep noticing new levels of how fast my heart can race without exploding. I've discovered new levels of how much my hands can shake while still being able to type words on a keyboard. I'm finding how much one can feel like they're dying without actually dying. I suppose if I did die in this room, at least my body would be found tomorrow, maybe just sitting in this chair that I've spent most of my time in this weekend. While everyone I know was probably out having fun in the company of friends, I've been in a shitty desk chair in front of a computer, feeling like I'm on death's doorstep ringing the doorbell with anxiety that wants to look for an unlocked window and just break the fuck in. Turns out, writing about loneliness doesn't make you any less lonely. Writing about being fucked up in the head doesn't make you any less fucked up in the head. Some poor housekeeper, who would probably remind me of my mom, would find me limp and lifeless in front of closed pill bottles and an open laptop with an unfinished book next to a finished bottle of Johnny Walker. Who would care? I'm nobody. I don't have other books that people have loved. No one would say, oh no, he had one more in him and now we'll never know how it ends. Or maybe this is how it ends. But no one would care enough to finish it for me. I have to be the one who finishes it. But shit's getting dark. How is it that I think about the girl with every waking second in every single one of these tens of thousands of words that I've written and she can't even fucking send me one goddamn text message? Has one thought of me even crossed her mind this weekend? But maybe it's for the best. If she had been more receptive this weekend, or receptive at all, there's no way I would have gotten this far. Could it be that everything goes round by chance? Or is there one way that it was always meant to be? You kill me. You always know the perfect thing to say. I know what I should do, but I just can't walk away. Shit's getting dark.
but that seems to be the only way I can write. Every normal day of my life I deal with hurt, but it's just emotional hurt. That's fucking major depressive disorder for you. Hurtful thoughts all the time, but this weekend, I'm also a physical mess. I'm tired of feeling this way. Rock bottom at the Renaissance. You can find where uh, you can listen to that audiobook or actually read the physical copy. Go to rockbottombook.com. All right, let's get to our main guest of the evening, which I am super stoked about because ever since I heard of this band, I've been wanting to talk to them and have them on the podcast. And the stars just finally aligned. And uh, so we're making it happen. So let's welcome Johnny from Keep Flying onto the podcast. Hey, Johnny. What's up, brother? How are you, man? Yeah, the clapping. (laughs) Dude, your gauges are are uh, gnarly, man. They're big. Yeah, it's 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 been a hot minute since I've seen gauges that big. I actually, it's funny. I was actually wondering the other day if gauges were still a thing or not. So, like. Do you still see a lot of people with gauges or, you know, are you like the person holding it together, you know, and just keeping that going? Not, not than a half an inch. Half an inch is about as big as I, I see more, but even that's rare. It's really mostly small, like the size of my nose is, you know, I have a two gauge uh-huh. in my nose. Oh, I think okay. I, I see that, but a lot of friends that had very large stretched lobes and they closed them up it's it it's happened pretty much every last person in my life that had comparable have closed them. yeah um, yeah it was whole, like you know, your whole like, yeah look in the mirror i like how i look That's why I well i mean they were a big thing in uh the la- last decade you know that the 2010s or the 20 teens whatever you want to call them i always I, to me the stereotype was always like it was like the metal core kids had them um but not everyone obviously because you play and keep flying so oh, oh, you know. a lot of my a few a few of old bands uh one of my favorite thing uh to set up the stage for my other members and not actually grab my saxophone because i played sax in some previous bands of keep flying every time without after the set i'd have people come and be like i would have thought you were the sax player i would have assumed you were screaming or the drummer not the sax guy so <laughs> that's funny uh britney edwards is happy you're keeping the gauge game going so she's uh She's giving you the the two thumbs up there. Um, But obviously. (laughs) Hell yeah. Let's keep it going. Yeah, let's keep it going. Well, let's talk about Keep Flying. I have been listening to Survival ever since it came out. It's such a a great record. Everything I've listened to uh, from Keep Flying, though, to me is amazing. And it's just I just love the sounds that you guys bring together. And I'm sure you get this all the time because I know I've said this previously myself because I have played your music on the podcast before, but it's literally like Real Friends and Less Than Jake Had a Baby and its name was Keep Flying. And I'm sure you hear that all the time. And I was curious, is that something you agree with or like hearing or hate hearing or? Uh, yeah, that that's we get We get Wonder Years and Less Than Jake. We get 
set your goals in less than Jake. Pretty much less than Jake is the ska punk side that we get all, almost every comparison, which will take because across all the members of the band that a band in that genre that we all like, um, which I can't say the same about every band genre, but less than Jake across the board, we all love. And then, yeah, we think more of older, I don't want to say old guy pop punk, but like older <laughs> stuff, you know, I, I really yeah. love Lifetime. Uh, I love Old Days of the Day. I love New Say too, but um, kids. Uh, and then the, that next generation were all the bands that we were friends with, like the Four Year Strongs and the Set Your Goals and the Wonder Years and the Real Friends and the Champs and that. Not the new is seeming more pop, you know, a scale, which the guys, but he really sounds like, them. Mm-hmm. um, we like to keep it in, in the, uh, in the in-between ska, the pop punk and the punk leaning on an emphasis towards mostly the punk. We like it to be like when people ask us, we describe ourselves as a punk band with horns, because I do think that's the most, easiest way to to explain what it is that our sound is you might like ska bands and like us you might pop punk bands and like us you might like uh, the menzingers and the bouncing souls and like us just straight punk music um so yeah i think you nailed it you know if that's how you describe (laughs) it i'll take it i'm into i mean it's all good yeah, that's that's just when I first heard heard you guys. I guess maybe I think real friends because I'm from you know the the greater Chicago land area, which obviously real friends is from. So maybe that's why I think that. And obviously, I'm a big less than Jake fan. So um, so that's where that comes into play. But it's just so cool to hear those two sounds put together because I never thought I would hear those two things put together and work so well. It's just, it's so cool to, to hear that. That's good news then. That's great. We got to tour I, with real friends before COVID, which was awesome. We've yet for less than Jay. Uh, here we go. Logan says he's never seen a band tear up the stage. Like keep flying. Uh, you have not seen us live yet. Not yet, no. Okay. And where are um, you based? I'm in. Uh, I'm just south of Chicago. Okay. About an hour. I think. Yeah. I think we'll have a. Re- I think return to Chicago. Maybe in December. We're we're, we're figuring it out right now, but um, yeah. As, in response to Logan, I think uh, a big part of KF is the live show. I think that's how we win people over. Um, we're not super great with the internet presence as where most of us are older and um, completely transparently, I, I just don't like to do it. Uh, actually, through COVID, I kind of fell off of like caring about being on the internet. Other members of my band are a little more active. Our drummers are probably the most active. Um but we, I think we make up for that with our live show. When people see us for the first time, either by accident or because of, uh, you know, word of mouth or whatever the reason is, without fail, I've never had someone come up and say, yeah, that was all right, ever. <laughs> we, 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 we are chaotic energy on stage. We, we put our full 
our full amount in, whether it's uh, oh, I'm on an interview. I'm getting summoned. <laughs> it's um, okay. <laughs> I know how that goes. Water out that needs to be moved in. Um, Wait, what's going on? Uh, Something's got to be moved in. I have a few cases, cases of water on the front deck that need to be brought into the home. You know. Gotcha. I would give you a yeah. hand with that right now if I was right next to you. I'd totally help you with that. <laughs> you know what? It's three cases, so we could probably make it in one trip. You we know? probably could. Uh, we probably could. Yeah. So, so you're kind of going back to the uh, the yeah. the, ba- the basics. Yeah. You know of of uh, you know. I mean, um, focusing more on your live show and and not as much on being on the internet all the time. Hey, you know what? I totally understand that you you must be there. You must have presence on the internet. You must engage. You must have TikTok. I, I agree. I, I know that is the way to grow. I, I'm do- totally, a thousand percent. I just, it's hard for me to do it. What's not hard for me to do is to get on stage and outshow everybody, which is maybe a bold thing to say, but we have opened plenty of festivals where people come up to us at the end of the evening and say, man, you guys played at 1130 AM. And that was one of the best sets I've seen the whole day, (laughs) you know, not for nothing. It's because whether it's 10 people or two people or 200 or 2000, we put the same energy into our live show. Um, And I think that that counts for a lot, at least for us. We, we, I, I'm very prideful knowing that people relate crazy chaotic live show keep flying i'll take it i'll take it any day and uh, to add to that uh veronica from pop punk takeout uh says seeing jjr pull a rainbow scarf out of their mouth on stage was my favorite moment during the real big fish show at the paramount you pull the rainbow scarf out of your mouth uh we i do magic on stage sometimes during the yeah so yes Yes, that's pretty yes, sweet. There is magic involved in, in chaos. Yeah, I'm actually I love working that. on um, fire breathing. We're going to be doing fire breathing, I think, at any outdoor shows or places that will allow fire. Have you ever done that before? I'm practicing right now. Not live. Yeah, I've not yet done that live, and we will. We will this summer. But I mean, like, just on your own personal time, is that something you actually do or you're just starting to, it is something you do. Okay. How does, I've always wondered how that, how that works. Yeah, learning from, well, it's just taking a swig of horrible chemicals and holding them in your mouth and then blowing them. That's what it is. It's that simple. It's literally that simple. It's that simple. (laughs) Wow. I, I just, I don't know. I guess I thought there was more to it than that. And you just like, you just hope you don't like burn yourself pretty much or. Yeah. It, it's more so if you've ever just had a swig of water and done like a, like a misting thing, as long as you can do that, you're, you're not mm-hmm. going to injure yourself. I mean, I, you always could, there's definitely always risk, but um, yeah. for the show, I'll take the risk. I'll take the risk for the show. <laughs> it's a fire sale, Veronica says. <laughs> That's right. And That's right. <laughs> and she says uh, she expects eyebrows to be burned off during the survival shows, which we should definitely plug because those are coming up. Is it the end of July? I saw 
I can't remember when the the uh, actual like CD release shows, even though it's like several months after, obviously because of COVID. But you are doing some some special yeah. survival shows. It's going to be July 31st and August 1st. We did not think we were going to have any shows this year. I don't think anyone did in January. No. Um, and uh, so we're doing uh, we're doing late release shows. We just decided, screw it. Let's make our first shows back release shows. Let's have a variant of the record that's only available at the shows. Let's have some exclusive stuff. Let's give people the full record front to back and cut our catalog in half amongst the two shows. I think we have, well, it'll be exciting. Let's make some perks for the two-day passes. And so far, it's going well. I think both shows are just about 100 tickets between the two-day passes and single. And the room only holds 200. So, you know, we're pretty much halfway there. And we haven't even announced other bands yet, which we are excited about, having friends on the shows. And um, a myriad of other gimmicks that we're going to do. We're having Henry cook breakfast for people Sunday morning. Yeah. So we're doing. Like oh, a, that's a awesome. For free. For pretty cool. Yeah. Because isn't because is Henry a cook? Right. Isn't because I think I'm Facebook friends with him and I think I've seen him cook up some interesting stuff. Yes, he's uh, he he loves to eat. He loves to cook and he's had several cooking jobs. So he's pretty good at what he does. Man, I might have to come all the way out there just to <laughs> experience, keep flying finally, and Henry's cooking. Like, I'm hungry thinking about it right now. Should make some breakfast pizzas. He Yeah, he's going to work on uh, a menu right now. I don't know. We talked earlier tonight. I said that he should get a menu together next week so we can actually let people know. Nice. Um, but I know that he's coming up with some funny things, uh, which could <laughs> entail something like that. <laughs> also, based off of what you said about coming in for the show, actually, you know, what was cool is that my, I found out uh, via like just snooping with the tickets. Uh, we've got people from just under half of the United of the states of the United States of America coming for the show. Like wow. there, there are like 23 states account on tickets that we sold and Canada. So that's pretty cool. That's amazing, man. I mean, you guys deserve it with with how hard, you know, you've worked. I mean, that whole DIY uh, punk rock ethic that you guys put on, um, you know, from your show performance to the way you hustle your band. You definitely you definitely deserve it. It's showing, I guess, you're uh, that it's working, you know? Yeah. I mean, I need a first show back just like the next person. And I'm really happy to know that there's a lot of people in our community that want to be there, even though they're many states away, whether it's their first show back or second, but it's certainly not too many um, because our shows are still in the summer, you know, whereas most of these tours start like September. I'm sure you've seen pretty much everything starts September. Pretty much. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm excited. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm excited man. to play songs for people i want i want to be emotionally charged by these songs and i think that will not that it's gone but it will definitely recharge to hear people singing the words back to songs that we have we just wanted to tour on so hard and we just couldn't like everybody else so i just want to uh, hear these songs with people 
before we start writing and you know working on more new music it's just you know i'm excited so where do you come into the mix uh on the writing circle for keep flying um do you have any hand in it besides writing obviously you're i imagine you write your own uh horn lines but besides that um where where does writing come into play for keep flying especially with survival the latest release with the latest release this was a Henry wrote the EP uh, over a, a really long time, a few years. He was putting that together. It is definitely a cohesive piece. Uh, as a band, we did a lot of production once the songs, the skeletons were made, um, on rearranging the parts in the cutting parts out and so on and so forth. So we did that all as a group effort with the full band. Uh, lyrically, same thing. Henry had a lot of the lyrics dialed in, but as a group, we kind of also look at some of the words, change a couple, move some things around, cut some things. Uh, I, You are correct. I wrote all the horns for this record, which was really fun for me. I wrote all the harmonies. Sam, our friend Sam came in and did the trombone. Uh, he just listened to what I wrote and he just uh, recorded it. And our friend, uh, uh, you know, he's... Uh, him and Ace Enders at Lumberyard, you know, did a lot of work on production side of it as well with like rearrangements and, and, uh, reevaluating a four minute song. It really should be three minutes. And, and the intro slash and the intro that were all, Oh, the intro and surviving the night and the outro that used to be a full song. And then we kind of change it and split it up into multiple songs. Like we, we did a lot of change from like the original demos um, but yeah, Henry is the, is the, is the, uh, the main songwriter. That being said, uh, we're working on a, a new kind of thing right now and we've done it very differently. We've, we've actually gathered together to rehearse and write as a unit, which is the first time we've ever done that as a band, which is very different. Um, so I'm excited about that too. We go back to the studio, uh, the last week of June. So we're pumped. We'll see. Nervous. Yeah, you'll... Yeah, I was going to say nervous, but also excited because you'll uh, most likely whatever you record in the studio next, you'll actually be able to tour on that, unlike with survival. So I'm sure having that in mind is is pretty exciting. So, you know what, we I'll just straight up tell you, we're actually we're all in on touring on survival. Um so what we're working on next is actually recomposed versions of a few survival songs and then a few songs from our back catalog that are complete different genres, uh, nothing like anything we've ever done, um, because we want to keep the focus on survival. We have a song that's already done coming out on a split in September that's like a companion piece to survival, and then we're going to release this recomposed versions as like another a skin companion piece, and then we're working on two other songs, uh, full band, that are going to be like the third companion piece. We we were like really we made a conscious effort and decision to instead of just going straight to the next thing, whether it's an EP or a full length, to write and record some music that goes hand in hand with survival, so that we can spend the the rest of this year and next year doing survival. We were like that driven on those songs we to, i know a lot of artists are just moving on that's fine right but we we consciously just and decided we're gonna stick with this because we think that that especially surviving the night 
the way the record ends, I really feel like once we get playing these songs, I think it's going to really push us and elevate us more than we were before. I hope, you know, so we'll see. I would imagine because clearly we owe everyone ourselves. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yo, it's everybody because that'll almost, um, you know, bring the, bring those songs back, back to life. Cause you'll actually get to play them in front of, in front of an audience for the first time. And that'll just be a, a whole new experience for, for everybody, obviously, and not only for you, but the audience will finally get to hear them too. So it's, it's just all super exciting things. And, uh, I know personally, I can't wait to hear, uh, some of these songs live cause there's just so much energy in each one of these songs. And, um, you know, the, I, it's been a while since I've heard, like, I, I mean, I guess they're technically songs. I was calling them interludes, but like, you know, that, that first song and then, um, interstate, like in the middle is technically a song. You guys did a, a video for that song. I know, but it's just like interstates like this one minute long, really super fast punk song. And then like, it's over. <laughs> and, uh, and I love, I love that. It's, it's like, just like a quick, you know kick your ass and then get out kind of thing. You know, what's funny is that we, since it came out, we've had fans off that way that you just talked about it. It's pretty mm-hmm. much everyone's been like, I love the record, especially that part in the middle where you're just playing a hardcore song and you're in and out. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's just like the, the, what it comes hand in hand with, uh, doing things that are not that are out of the box. So people aren't expecting it. And then they're hearing it and they're like, Whoa. Um, but we really like playing music like that. And I, I can hear for the first Republic, we're going to write more music like that uh, because we want to, and we're very excited to write more music like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I don't think I've ever, heard anything like interstate you guys do anything like that before that i can remember that i've heard at least um so you know that was that was definitely like a a nice like um like you said kind of a surprise and kind of like caught you off guard but in a good way that's what we're doing when we're going back to the studio we got one of our songs it sounds like a mumford and songs song and I, I'm very excited about that because a lot of the people in my life, when I show them my music, they're they're normies, and they, uh, our music is completely unlistenable for them. It's <laughs> that is not music. That's bad. It's unlistenable. I will do it. But when I give them the Jack Johnson version of one of our songs, they're like, "Wow, this is the best thing I ever heard from you. Best music you've ever made." <laughs> Um, and I'm excited about that. Uh, you know, it's kind of a, a little bit of the direction that we're doing these songs. Okay. All right. Uh, keep flying doing Jack Johnson. All right. <laughs> that'll, <laughs> that'll, uh, you guys will do it better than Jack. That's for sure. <laughs> um, so we, we should, we should talk about pop punk takeout too, because you guys are a part of their very first subscription box that they're doing and i know that you have a good uh relationship with veronica who is uh talked here and there in the comments on the live stream um 
and she actually she had to dip out, but uh, she said uh, she was happy she got to to catch some of the show. Um, but yeah, how did uh, how did you meet Veronica from Pop Punk Takeout? How did you guys meet? We've been friends for a while. She works with some of the uh, bands that we play with at home, and she presented the idea, and I nurtured the idea, and I gave her. Uh, feedback that I think she enjoyed and I was very persistent on you know I'd love to get a record instead of t-shirt you're getting from other bands I love for it to be survival we're really pushing this and I think that's another cool way that we can push it and um, I think we got on the phone like a couple times every week or two and then she showed me the design I said it was amazing it's a pizza box it's a great idea with a Chinese food container logo great idea got a few other bands loot crate something I used to subscribe to uh, uh, to a horror subscription box as well and some bands that I love have recently in the last couple of years started subscription services for music plus things like patreon I think that this is a great way of combining um, a lot of those ideas. And I know she's been texting me some of the numbers. They've been getting reorder ones as well as places that they're getting orders from. It seems like it's going really well. And I'm really happy to have been in the first, the you know, inaugural box, if you will, uh, with a record. Uh, and, and I think it's going to open the door. You know, I've, we work with Smart Punk Records. And I've connected her them, and I think it might open the door for future boxes to have other records. I know that will like vinyl subscription stuff, um, or, or or grab bags or giveaways when you know surprise five dollar vinyls and things like this. I think that uh, vinyl. Sorry, I said an S. Don't want to be chastised by one. All the audio files out vinyl. there. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, wow. <laughs> awesome yeah i uh, uh i've excited. been but uh but yeah i am i'm super excited about pop punk takeout and everything they're doing and i think it's amazing that you guys are a part of the very first box so everyone that is listening to this right now if it's not too late you definitely need to get a part of that very first box, especially if you're a keep flying fan or even now just hearing this episode, you're like, wow, I need to, I really want to check out keep flying. And, and the, the vinyl in this box from keep flying is, is actually very special, uh, variants, right? Yeah. It's the, uh, the pink galaxy second press that also comes with a pink two and a half inch, challenge coin that matches the vinyl pretty close and it, at this moment it's the last variant that we have I, I know that we had given them uh 20 of our first press and then that sold out immediately which was awesome um but yeah. we're into the second press uh copies but it it and also not for nothing but we have also decided as a band to let survival go out of print after whatever Whatever Veronica and Pop Punk take out sold by Sunday, whatever copies left that we have at Smart Punk, that's going to be the rest of the copies. And I know that's less than 100. So once that's gone, there are no more copies of Survival. We do not plan to repress it. Uh, we're, we haven't publicly said that, but we are going to that 
within the was left is the end. No more because we like to keep our stuff limited. And, uh, you know, personally, I love purchasing records. I'm a soundtrack collector, but I love collecting records that are limited that I know when I read that they they have no intention of repressing, I get excited and it makes me want to purchase it even more so. Um, yeah. So, you know, I can confidently say that there only ever have been hundred copies of, of this record in press and that'll be it that'll be all the copies that ever existed so yeah definitely it's it's a it just makes it extra special on top of it already being special on its own but yeah i agree i love when artists do things like that and make it very limited and and extra special for their fans it's such a cool thing um well johnny we're we're about a time so uh anything else about keep flying you want to uh tell us about before you go we've got a new song coming out on a split like i was saying a companion yes. piece to survival it's been done since the records were done it's gonna be like early september we're excited the shows the comeback shows we're excited our texas run from last april covid is getting moved to november of this year we're squeezing in much east and midwest as we commit months of August and November, December. And um, I really just uh, implore people to come out. Uh, if you haven't seen us before, um, uh, give it a come out and see the show. Uh, and I, I, I assure you that you will have a good time. You will laugh. I could guarantee laughter. Uh, <laughs> and I can guarantee you leaving saying they were fun. They were super fun. And uh, that, that, that's all that we really want people to do. When you, you know, with Keep Flying, we really live that mantra as much as we can. We all have jobs. We all have shit to do. We all go up and down. But like, we, we personally are a band when we play because we want to escape that for a little while and we want the people who are coming to enjoy a you know live music to also escape that that's why we're we don't we're really inclined to just have fun on stage and not talk about serious and just play the songs and make you forget about all that stuff that that's what we like that so you know if you haven't seen us or you have Come on out. We're going to start getting back to it. Shows are going to be rolling. We're going to have fun. Uh, take it from there. Thanks for having me on here. I'm, I'm, I really am sorry for uh, the delay and the bad Wi-Fi and the choppiness. <laughs> I did my best. I'm old, and technology is not my forte, uh, and what? I can admit that. Well, I, I just appreciate you doing the best that you could possibly do, you know, so thank you so much for that. And obviously your time as well. And um, it, it was great meeting you, getting to talk to you. And I cannot wait till the day you can finally see Keep Flying in person here in the Midwest. So that is going to be a great time. Hopefully we get to open for Iron Maiden soon. <laughs> yeah, Hopefully. I mean that'd be Hopefully. that would be perfect. That that mask you're holding up would be totally perfect for Iron Maiden. <laughs> hey, it could happen, man. It could definitely happen. And if it does, I am going to be so thrilled for you. <laughs> so 
All right, Johnny, well, have a great rest of the night, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you. All right. Thank you once again to Johnny of Keep Flying for being on Pop Punk and Pizza. And, of course, uh, Pete Long from my cousin's girlfriend's house, uh, who was our first guest this evening for being on. Please support both of those bands. They're both absolutely amazing, as well as our sponsors as well. Pop Punk and Pizza podcast is presented by Pop Punk Takeout, which uh, you've heard us talk about a couple times already. But uh, they're that monthly subscription box that sends uh, merchandise from Pop Punk Pan's excuse me, pop punk bands from all over the world directly to your door in a takeout box, whether it's the pizza box version or the Chinese takeout box version. And uh, don't forget about that Instagram giveaway that is going on until this Friday, June 18th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. You can go to uh, our Instagram account at pop punk pizza pod to enter. All the rules are there and you can win Uh, the July box for absolutely free or a chance to win that box absolutely free. And then also additional support for this episode does come from Mike Henneberger and his uh, best-selling mixtape memoir, Rock Bottom at the Renaissance. The audiobook is narrated by Tyler Posey. And what's cool about the audiobook is that you get to experience the 20 song soundtrack that includes two Jimmy Eat World's uh, recordings that you cannot hear anywhere else. So make sure you go to rockbottombook.com to listen to that. And I'm, of course, Jacques Lamore. Thank you for downloading this podcast. If you want to keep up to date on everything, Pop Punk and Pizza related. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. You can also sign up for our mailing list at poppunkpizzapod.com. We also have a merch store there. You can submit your band's music there, all that fun stuff. You can obviously listen to episodes there, or you can just listen to wherever it is that you get your podcasts. We do stream uh, our recordings live every single Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Time on our Facebook YouTube, and Twitch accounts. So if you actually want to watch the show live, you can do that. But if you can't, then you just listen to uh, the podcast version later on on wherever it is you listen to podcasts. So um, it's uh, always great to have you here. And um, I feel like I'm forgetting something else that I was supposed to tell you about. I can't think of what it was. But anyway, um, we'll be back next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central Time. Like I said, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, We will be back. June 23rd is going to be with Ruth Crest and also with Virginity. So uh, I will talk to you then. And uh, have a great rest of the night or great rest of the afternoon or morning or whatever time it is you're listening to this. Hey, hello. It's nice to meet you. Hey, hello, it's nice.